So we have Neil Rubenstein in the house today. Um, how's, how's your foot? I know that you had a, a little accident. Yeah, it's just, it's banged up, man. Uh, Can we see it? No, no I don't want to see it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's like, it's uh, yeah, man, it's so complicated. Like you need, I needed to start a whole new podcast just to talk about how bummed I am about my ankle. <laughs> Which is what you're, you're doing, right? Tell us about that. Oh, it's Does It Get Better is okay. the name of the podcast. Uh, we're on like week four now. It airs live Mondays at 3 p.m. Um, on govsradio.com. And then it archives on like all your places on Fridays. Okay. Um, and it's like, a, I guess we're calling it a mental health podcast. Basically, my buddy Rich just talks me out of uh, suicide once a week. And uh, <laughs> How's he doing uh, so far? Well... <laughs> How's he doing so far? He's doing, he's killing it, man. He's, you know, <laughs> I, I want to live. You know? Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. I, I mean, he made you play the guitar too. I see. How many songs you have you written? I haven't written any, but uh, I can play Come As You Are. Okay. And uh, that one, uh, that one Hive song. Oh yeah. Dun, 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 yeah, that dun, one. <laughs> Yo, the Hives are fucking, people sleep on the Hives. But man, you put on any one of their records, it's fucking like just like it's toe tapping. They're like the the Stones with distortion. So I I like uh, when I toured with Rival Schools, the Hives opened. The Hives were one of three, and we were playing like hundred and fifty person rooms. Wow! And uh, it was like right before they broke. But like we played wherever we played, like. We, like we played LA and like Courtney Love and Johnny Depp were at the show. Like people knew they were going to be a big deal. Like it was crazy. Did they have the suits back then? Yeah. Yeah. They don't, their whole career. They've been, they knew what to do. Yeah. It was I, funny because the middle band was international noise conspiracy and they also dress up. They also have like uniforms. Oh, so yeah. like the, the backstage just reeked every day because it was just like 10 sweated in, Yes. <laughs> I know. I know. I know the deal. I know the deal. And that's fucking uh, Dennis from uh, Refuse, right? Dennis from Refuse. Yeah, that band's sick too. They, I love his new band with Brian Baker, Fake Names. Um, I haven't heard them. They're one of the honorable mention. Well, actually, I, there was a lot of records. W- w- what we're going to talk about today is, is, is favorite rock records, um, which, you know, we're happy to have you talk with us. Um, they're probably top 15 albums, but man... It's really good. It's Brian Baker and fucking Dennis, and they, they wrote this record, and it's super catchy. I'm looking at it now. It's on oh. Epitaph. Yeah, it's so good. Brian, Langan, did you like the Fake Names album? Did you hear that? The, I did the, not hear it, no. It's so good. I can't believe I missed this. I love him. Yeah, it's very good. It's, it, it has like a – it's more hives than it is refused, for sure. 
Oh, so it's probably very international conspiracy. Um, kind of, but not really. It's a little bit more uh, pop. Are we, we're recording right now, right? In, yep. Okay. So, yeah, because we're going to do favorite rock records, and then eventually we, we got to get Jake on um, to do favorite hip-hop records, which is funny because I, I set the meeting. This is my first Zoom thing that we're doing, and I set it for three hours, but hopefully... <laughs> Hopefully we could do everything before it cuts off because I guess I would have to invite everyone over again. Um, are you are you releasing this in like two or three parts or? I I'll probably split it up in two. I'll probably do like the the first two parts and then you know a week later because I'm not gonna edit a fucking four hour podcast. Uh, but we're two we're two so far. But so um, let's let's um. I, I I separated metal and hardcore from rock and other. Yeah. Because like I don't know for me it's hard to like compare like like if it's the best metal record i can't really like i don't know it just it's it's not the same i don't know like yeah yeah i i I, it's just listen at the end of the day this is just dumb shit that we're doing for a fucking podcast so whatever but langan and i had this discussion that we didn't really listen to a lot of like heavy music this year right yeah i didn't um i just i don't know if it was a reflection on me where i was at like where I, what I wanted to listen to, or um, I, I, I noticed though a lot of like, uh, I, I listened to, I'm not speaking on, on the show, but I've been posting in the group, a lot of synth wave acts and um, pop. And I think, I think, I, I feel like, like, like uh, music groups that didn't have to, or elect, electronic bass and didn't have to get a band together <laughs> were, were very productive this year. Yeah. You know, which oh, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. You know, which but, is uh, great. Our hip hop list is so big. I uh, forget it. But I'm working it, on it. I think it's also like just uh, I didn't want like I, I wasn't I didn't want to hear chaos. I wanted to hear something different. Like you know, like I just didn't want chaos. There was something maybe subliminally, like subconsciously, I, I didn't want. Like I'm like yo, there's a bunch of crazy shit going on. Like I, I need to like chill. I can't be like listening to like the new like you know uh, Testament album too much. That definitely was where I was at. You know. <laughs> I think the only change in my listening habits was like, I stopped listening to podcasts. Mm. Like, just because I wasn't on the Except this one, though, right? Like, for some reason, podcasts is like a while I'm driving thing. And Me music too. is a while I'm sitting around doing nothing. Like, I don't know. I get that. Maybe, yeah. I, like, I, maybe like, I respect music more than I respect people. So like, <laughs> like, like I want to devote myself to listening yeah. to music. Yeah. Whereas like podcast is like while I'm doing other stuff. While I'm doing other stuff. Yeah. Like if I'm like doing dishes or like vacuuming, like I'm like, all right, I'll do this. Yeah, for sure. Um, so let, let's talk about our top, you know, 10 favorite rock records uh, of the year. Right. So let's do like rapid fire 10 to six with Neil. All right, I'm going to do, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the bottom five is going to be metal. Okay. Is that okay? Do whatever you want. So I'm going to say that number 10, and we're doing honorable mentions afterward? No, so the, um, you can do honorable men- mentions afterwards. Yeah, for sure. So, like, yeah, th- this will be your 10. Uh, so 10 to 6, and then we'll round robin 5 to 1. Uh, 10 is going to be – today is going to be today's, today is the day, no good to anyone. It's the new Today is the Day album. It's 
uh, aside from um, Animal Mother, it's probably their best record since Temple of the Morning Star. He definitely like returns to that more metally sound, and uh, his vocals are crazy again. Um, I'm a big fan of. I'm a big fan of them always. Uh, the first two records, um, Supernova and Willpower, were totally like different than anything anyone had heard at the time. And then he kind of got like metal. Um, but uh, this one kind of has some of that early like weirdness in it. And I really, uh, I really appreciated it. All right. Very cool. So um, at, for everyone, everyone listening, um, after we do this sometime today or tomorrow, just uh, message me your 10, because then I'm going to, I'm going to put together the uh, Spotify playlist for all the, all the, you know, we'll pick a song for each record and then we'll put it out with the episode. Um, so, okay. So 10 through six, keep going. Oh, I go straight through. Yeah. Go straight through because then okay. we're going to round Robin five through one. Uh, geez. <laughs> uh, I got to get Gulch on there. Uh, Impenetrable Cerebral Fortress. They're like a kind of crazy hardcore band, but very metal. Um, they're, they're unbelievable. I, they have a lot of hype too, and it's totally, um, they deserve the hype. They're, it's super cool. Um, uh, eight, Jesus, fuck. Eight is going to be Hell Ripper. Uh, it's kind of like if the helicopters played very good death metal. And it's one guy. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Um, I love the name. It's so cool. Hell Ripper, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just, it feel like, it sounds like Hell Ripper would sound. Yeah. Like, yeah, like Hell Ripper. Yeah. It's um, like, let's just put together these two words. and But then yeah, you, yeah. you have to deliver, which I guess he did. Says uh, they gulch hell ripper two left. Mention um, whatever you want, man. It's all honorable mentions. You don't don't be. No, this okay, is the okay. number. So then, this is top. Okay, so then uh, faceless burial. Uh, their album's uh, speciation is very good. Uh, they're like a death metal band, and then um, necrot. The Mortal album was really good. And then I want to definitely give honorable mention to Winter Filleth, The Reckoning Dawn, which is like an atmospheric black metal. Yeah, and that's good. Like, they're, they're one of my favorite bands in that genre. Um, mm-hmm. I just didn't love this record as much as I loved the last record. And there had been so much good metal that came out this year. It's hard to get them on the list. Wow, we were still. Also, I'm going to do uh, honorable mention for Drain, this like straight up hardcore band from California. Uh, I think this is their debut release, and they're super good, too. Okay. Um, so, Langan, let's do uh, 10 through 6 for you. I'm looking at my list here. What, um, all right. Uh, we'll mention uh, Napalm Deaths, The Throws of Joy, blah, blah, blah. That's a long title. Um, not always a fan of I, – I don't like grindcore and noise shit too much, you know what I mean? But We're offending our guests. <laughs> <laughs> they uh this album was a little more complete the songs were much more complete and i mean i love napalm death don't get me wrong if i go, if i'm gonna listen to that style they're they're the ones i go to but uh i love their effort this year um Arcus, it was just an ep but uh uh that was fantastic because carcass was one of my favorite death metal bands and uh they took a long time off since they've come back a couple of years ago have been outstanding. Um, 
band called 1000 Mods. Oh, super uh, good. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know how they got on my radar initially, and I don't know what to describe. I guess if you were in like the stoner vein, that kind of... Yeah, they, they kind of dipped their toe in a lot of waters and stuff, but um, they're fantastic. Everything they put out has been fantastic. Nothing to like get my top five, but like they're always solid and steady. And that was called uh, Youth of Descent. Um, I will also shout out the uh, last Flaming Lips effort this year, um, which I don't know if Sam might mention that later. I'm I will. Not, but uh, uh, I will also say the Testament record, Testament's um, album that they put out this year, which was earlier. Yeah. I believe. Testament, pound for pound. I mean, you talk about the big four all the time and stuff like that, but Testament might be the most consistent thrash band ever. Like they, they're still putting out stuff that sounds just the caliber of their early thrash stuff. They don't really re, they don't vary the formula. They don't take chance. They, they don't make load, basically. <laughs> you know, they don't do uh, seasons in the abyss, which I like. You know what I mean? But is it different? No haircuts like either. Let's let's be honest. No haircuts. And Chuck Billy probably is the best thrash singer in history. I think he's got incredible uh range and just balls behind his voice like remember when he stole your weed he stole my (laughs) weed but we're cool like that you know what i mean stole my weed at the crazy donkey i mean i'll tell the story real quick in case nobody heard it i was hanging out with testament by the bus after they, they played a reunion show got my legacy album autographed by the whole original band Chuck Billy just had recovered from cancer and we're hanging out. I'm Alex Golden. He goes back on the bus and Chuck's like, Oh, you anybody got any weed here? Like, yo, I got some, man. So I ran back to my car, the donkey. I grabbed the bag, maybe like an eighth or whatever the fuck. And I bring it back, figuring we're going to go on the bus and go, you know, roll it up. And he's just like, thanks, man. And he puts it in his pocket and he gets on the bus. (laughs) They're off to the next town. And I'm sitting there, you know, Stunned you back in my car on the LA, <laughs> but I got to shout out their last effort. Cause that was amazing. And real quick, I, I, I know I'm going over my numbers, but the, the, the Paul Barra EP was insane. That was really great. Uh, and miss piss. Um, yeah, called self surgery, uh, with Chelsea Wolf. And I can't remember who else is in that project, but, uh, oh, it's the, oh man. I, Oh, and I also on um, and Emma Ruth Rundle did a, an album with Dow this year, which is fantastic too. So I, I yeah, I hear that's good. That. Yeah. I think you're like, oh, I haven't been listening to a lot of heavy music this year. I know, I know. This is what happens. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't even know how glad I am to be done with when we're done with this show because I've yeah. been like agonized. We labor over it every year like idiots. Um, Parker, ten through six. All right, so 10 through 6. So Four bunch. Yeah. Four bunch. So five new bands that I never actually – well, not new. New to me actually made my top 10, so that's pretty cool this year. So number 10, uh, I went with this band. I think it's their fifth album called Soft Kill. And completely something that I wouldn't really listen to, but just it hooked me and I dug it. Uh, it's kind of like post-punk or – Sad Rock, they're from Oregon, I think, originally. I don't know where the hell they're from now, but the, the name of the album is called 
Dead Kids, Rest in Peace City. And like I said, I think, think, think it's their fifth album. They're called Soft Kill. Uh, number nine is something that I would listen to. And they're kind of like an all-star band called Killer Be Killed. So this oh, yeah, is members yeah. of uh, yeah. Dillinger, Mastodon, Converge, and uh, my boy that gave me a cameo shout-out for my birthday, Max Cavalera from Sepultura. That was, that was awesome. Good. That was such a good cameo. Yeah. <laughs> so now the thing with this is, like, I'm not really a big Dillinger guy. I'm probably one of the only people that really don't like Dillinger. Uh, Mastodon, I like I'm into. Converge, I love. And Sepultura, you know, Max Cavalera era, I love. Uh, this is the second album. This, you know, the first one came out in 2014 and this one definitely seems like it's an actual band. It's, you know, it's more focused. It's not just a side project anymore. Like they, they're actually writing songs like together, which is pretty cool. Uh, number eight, I had to throw in a fucking Long Island band cause I love sh- sh- uh, shouting out Long Island bands and same thing. Like you would not think that I would like this band. I, I dug their first album and this thing was just as good, if not better, better, and that was uh, Somerset Thrower, Paint My Memory. Yeah, very good. And uh, I've seen them live. They put on a fucking great live show, and uh, you know, judging by what I normally listen to, I shouldn't like this band, but there's just something about them that just fucking hooks me in. So, uh, Number seven is another, I think, newish band that just released something, and it's called Every Scar Has a Story, and this is actually Rob Fish from 108 his new band and uh one of the dudes from you and i and uh same thing two bands that i like but doesn't really sound like either one of their bands i mean it's only i think it's only a three song that they released but i dug it i mean they recorded it the whole whole thing during covid doesn't sound like either band but just what rob fish like his vocal approach to this i definitely definitely hooked me in and then number six this fucking album came out of nowhere, which was pretty cool. I didn't even know that this thing was coming out. I don't know if anybody knew that this thing was coming out. And this was their fourth album. And I remember the first time that I saw this band's first album, I just remember the cover and it was green with a fucking zebra on it. And I'm like, what the fuck is this band? Yeah. And that was the new hum that came out. And this thing just fucking floored me, man. I mean, heavy as hell, melodic, and just, I fucking loved it. Yeah, yep. That'll that'll make an appearance later on my list. Um, so for me, man, so many great records, but you know, whatever. My my list is definitely uh, ten through six is uh, going to be a, a little different than everyone else's. Um, Old ninety sevens put out a record called Twelfth. They're one of my favorite bands. In 2017, they put out my favorite record of that year. This record is nowhere near as good as that record. I just don't like the acoustic being used so prominently, but the songs are still great. Um, the Flaming Lips, American Head. Um, I think they're one of those bands. Like, I always say, like, you take Radiohead, and Radiohead is so experimental, but I feel like everything that they try fucking sucks. <laughs> And, uh, you know, like if my band released King of Limbs, we would be laughed out of every show that we've ever played. Um, Sometimes it works, though. Like when they when they did Kid A, that was experimental. No, okay. That's my favorite Radiohead record. Those first four records are fucking great up to Kid A. Um, but then you Kid take... Kid the best one, bro. You, t- you take uh, uh, the Flaming Lips. Even when they try things that miss with me, they're, they're always pushing things forward. 
Um, but there, it just, I don't know. There's something about just the shit that they do. The fact that they had, they had a 24 hour song, like shit that just doesn't land with me. Sometimes I still appreciate it because it, it just so they're so fucking creative and, and American head is a really cool return back to their form. I think like early That's what I stuff. Thought. Um, yeah. you know, almost like a little Pink Floydish in parts. Definitely. Songs. Um, so number eight is a, a group called Group Love. Uh, the, the record is called Healer. Uh, very fun, very cool band. Uh, one of my favorite debut records of all time. Uh, when they first came out, this record is just fun. Really, it has like a like a, a cure vibe at times because it's so bass driven. Uh, just really fun songs. Group Love, Healer. Uh, number seven is a band that sometimes could do no wrong, and that's nothing. The Great Dismissal. Um, I still think Tired of Tomorrow is, is basically their masterpiece. Um, it's also like the cleanest record that they've done. Uh, but once again, that this is just a great record, you know, very throwback to like creation records type sound, like that whole stable of bands. Um, and then number six is one of my favorite songwriters uh, of the last 10 years. Jason Isbell has a record called Reunions and it's fucking great. It's not his best record. Southeastern is his best record in my opinion, but this record is top 10 material. So moving forward, before we uh, go on, I just I, I missed one honorable mention. King Wizard and the Lizard Wizard uh, did an album KG. They're uh, a psychedelic rock band out of uh, Australia, I believe, and uh, fantastic record. Okay. Oh, and one more honorable mention for me, which I forgot, which was uh, <laughs> Deftones Ohms, which I'm sure will make an appearance on Parker's list later on. Um, yeah, yeah, it might. <laughs> uh, okay, so Neil. Now we're getting to the number five, so we're going to do the round robin from here. Give me your number five album of 2020. All right, uh, this is impossible. Give okay. me a good one. I'm gonna go. With, I'm I'm giving two EPs. Sure. Because I felt like I didn't want to waste a slot on an EP. Understood. So this is two different EPs. This is, um, No Bro, the Sick Hustle EP. And this girl, Remy Wolf, I'm allergic to dogs. Uh, Remy Wolf is kind of dancey. The, there's like a commercial, maybe an Apple commercial. The hello, hello, hello. You know that one? I don't know. No. <laughs> Remy Wolf's like a, it's more pop. Okay. And no bro is like fun rock, rock and roll stuff. Um, but they're both EPs and they're both awesome. Okay, cool. Well, welcome. Langan, give me your number five album of 2020. I hate that this band is so good because every time they put something out, they're in my list for the finals and I still can't pronounce them right. Uh, I think. Cavellertech? Oh, it's Verlatech. Yeah, whatever you said. Um, Splid. Uh, they got a new singer um, who also put out a solo record this year. Very good solo record but uh, in, in the Viking metal form. But... Uh, didn't make my list, but um, the band is still firing on all cylinders. There's some great collabs with the guy from Mastodon and, and um, a couple of different things. And it, it, Troy Sanders, he did a, a track with them. Um, they're still, I like them because they're a great hard rock band that doesn't really, they play heavy as fuck, but they can also do shit like, like I know on previous records, like that song 1985 or whatever. Yeah. It's, 
it, they'll shift gears all over the place. And that's kind of like, like King Lizard, that, King Gizzard that I mentioned earlier. They're like that. They don't uh, subscribe to a particular sound. Yeah. Um, but uh, a great hard rock band, super fun. And uh, every time they put something out, it's, it's outstanding. So. You know, I'm mad ignorant because uh, they sound cool. And I like that 1985 song. And uh, I just their, like. Their it, songs are in different languages. Yeah. You don't like that. Which is funny because, like, <laughs> I, I love Crime Apple, who's, like, super bilingual when he does his hip-hop. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, and I often wonder, I'm like, I wonder if people relate to this stuff that has so much Spanglish. Um, I don't know if it connects as much, you know. I get what you're saying. I'm not, like, a big lyric guy as yeah. much as I used to be, like, when I was younger. So I could, they're screaming about some shit. I don't care. <laughs> I get the yeah. melodies proper. And it rocks. I'm there. Like I'll I'll deal with the barrier. You know what I mean? But yeah, like we imagine we didn't start the fire, but like in another language, it just wouldn't connect. <laughs> oh yeah, I love Parker. I just don't want to fucking song. gouge my eyes out with that language. <laughs> That's his favorite song. Uh, yo, Parker, give me your number five album of 2020. Okay, so another new band that uh, I never heard of. You know, I found this through New Music Fridays for Spotify. This is supposedly their fifth studio album. They're lo- labeled as turbo thrash they're from england and that's this band called Silosis. yeah and, yeah the album is cycle of suffering and this thing is fucking good man it's fast it's heavy there's cycle fucking of I'm sure a ton of fucking hair twirling and fucking solos yo dude go in their back catalog if you like that you're yeah. gonna love the rest of their shit really okay, good i'm gonna check that shit out yeah this fucking band fucking they broke up. They broke it. up and just and got back together to put that record out. They were yeah, that shit fucking whales. I loved it. Yeah, great guitar player. Uh, you know, for for as evil as, as Spotify can sometimes be, you know, towards uh, you know artists, um, their curation and their uh, functions and and certain things that they give you. Uh, just pay the people a little more, please, because yeah. your your service is amazing. Yeah. I'll pay a couple. I'll pay another dollar a month if it you helps. You could have told me it cost fifty bucks, and I would have paid fifty bucks a month for sure. Worth every penny. Worth every penny. Yeah. So, I mean, um, I agree, but I don't want to pay fifty bucks a month. <laughs> <laughs> this is official. What we're I, recording. It I'll, edit, I'll that. edit that out. Basically, this is on Spotify. <laughs> okay, I meant fifty. That could make us trend, though. Spotify <laughs> announces forty nine ninety nine members. <laughs> <laughs> Started by comedian Neil Rubenstein. Yeah. <laughs> um, number four album of 2020, Neil. Number four album. Um, uh, you guys heard of Illuminati Hotties? Love them. No. This record, I guess she was trying to get out of a record deal. So this was like a thrown together record, but. So she kind of does it with a sense of humor that's not on the last record that actually makes this record way better than her other stuff. Like if this was like her last record wouldn't have made my top 10 for sure. But this record was like just so much more fun. What kind of music? Uh, Indie rock. It's rocking. Okay. Rock. It's on the top five rock. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, (laughs) it's a little quirky. Uh, super smart super good uh great melodies um just like a lot of fun like a really fun i love the name yeah Yeah. illuminati hotties yeah i think it's just one girl i think it's just one lady is there a song called 5g 
Thanks, so, man. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, Langan, number four album of 2020. Uh, Bob Mould's Blue Hearts. Oh, that's a good one. I, you know what? That's a good one. That's a, I, I forgot. It, Son, it's big um, Blue Mould fan. Go ahead. You know, it, 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 it was such a, I mean, first of all, you talk about the great American songwriters, and everyone talks about Bob Dylan and this and that. Bob <laughs> Mould is right oh. there. Bob Mould has been consistently putting out amazing music his entire life and uh, one of the best songwriters I've ever heard. And this song, I mean, this album in particular, uh, really had a Husker Du feel to it. it yeah, you know? it, it came back. It, he came back very strong with this, for sure. Yeah, and it's just, you know, it's got the great melodies and everything you'd, you'd be accustomed to with him. And uh uh, this doesn't disappoint, but this scratch that Husker do. Um, yeah, good. It's one. outstanding. It's great. Like everything he does. Yeah, a lot of good like uh, political commentary as well too. He's very angry. Yeah, um, very topical. Yep. Very topical. Uh, Parker, give me your number four album of 2020. Number four is another band that I just discovered. But Wait, what happened to his voice? Yeah, what happened to your voice? I don't know what happened. Calling it in. You sound like you're in like Iraq or something. No, I don't know. Nothing's changed. Okay, I'll okay. figure. It. Yeah, I'll, okay. I'll, clean, I'll clean it up. Okay. Uh, number four is the seventh album from this band that I just found on New Music Fridays. They're from Germany, and I think you pronounce it Niera. You know this band, Langen? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. It's like it's like N E A E R A. They're from Germany. No. Yeah. Era, I guess that's that's how I pronounce them. Anyway, uh, very Swedish sound, you know, definitely like in Flamish, soil workish. Uh, vocals are definitely way heavier though. So if you're a fan of anything, you know, from that Swedish European sound, definitely check them out. It's a self it's self titled. Their seventh album. It kind of reminds me almost of like stuff that would have come out of like the Huntington YMCA in '97. Okay, I'll take that. I dig that. <laughs> Yo, um, I, I, I skipped myself for number five, didn't I? Oh, shit. What's <laughs> going on, man? I keep skipping myself. All right, so um, I'll, I'll jump in real quick here. So uh, I'm going to do my – I have two at number five because I couldn't leave one of these out. Uh, one of them is Jeff Rosenstock. Uh, the record nice. is called No Dream. Um, this dude – is just such a great songwriter. Like, it's disgusting. He's one of those people that consistently, like, I didn't really like his older band, which is Bombing the Music History, whatever the hell, Bombing the Music Industry. But once he started making these solo records, um, he has this, this thing where it's like, uh, it's like Neutral Milk Hotel type uh, production with like Weezer Pinkerton production mixed in with just great songwriting and uh anytime he makes a record it seems to make my uh top five uh and and uh sharing the bill at number five just because i couldn't get rid of it um is the smashing pumpkins double record which is really really good but there's 20 fucking songs now it sounds like depeche mode and yeah. and, and honestly if i could pick 10 songs out of and not even 12 there's 12 to 14 really really good fucking songs that sound like fucking Depeche Mode that's what it sounds like it's so fucking good um and then so you know to bring me up to speed with you guys at number four uh that's what you're you're up to number three right now right Neil 
Oh, uh, yes. Okay, so this, my, my number four is Idols. Uh, uh, fucking uh, Ultra Mono. Definitely the best two live shows I saw last year. Um, the popularity of this band is just amazing because they're so abrasive. They're so fucking like hammered to the head. Uh, the music sounds like Drive Like J.U., um, and it's just like, it's just such, so good. And this record, they came back and it's their first record in, in three years and every song on it is great. They, they tried a lot of production ideas. I think they worked with like a hip hop producer on this, which you could hear, but the opening track is one of the, it's probably the best opening track on any record this year. As far as I'm concerned, it's called war. Um, and it just, it's fucking chaos. And I love the chaos of their music. I love this, just the, the guitar, like everything about it is just fantastic. Such a good band. Uh, Neil, give me your number three album. Okay, number three is um, this band called Western Addiction. The album is called Frail Bray. I guess this is like album number three or four for them. It's on Fat Records, but... To me, it sounds more like a Circus Lupus or a Menorchid if they had signed to Fat Records. Like, I don't know. I'm not familiar with the past, their past albums, so I don't know if it's like uh, they've matured or if they always sounded like this. But to me, it's just, it's like part punk, but part like just noisy and like aggressive and uh it's super political it's like political where like it goes over my head like the way propaganda does yeah um it's it's so it's so good it's really uh it blew me away it really blew me away it's called frail bray is the name of the album that's cool i never even heard of it i gotta check it out we're gonna throw every all these songs up on the playlist as many as i could find uh you know that way when you listen to this episode uh, you will be able to reference with the Spotify playlist. So, uh, Langan, give me your number three album of 2020. My number three was Mr. Bungles, The Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny Demo. Okay. Uh, which, is, I guess, is a re-recording of some previous material. But um, uh, I knew the second I, I... I was never a big Mr. Bungle fan. Love Faith No More. You know, Mike Patton, every project he puts out. I like Tomahawk probably better than Mr. Bungle. It's all different, you know. But um, this did not sound like a Mr. Bungle record, you know. I, I knew from the second I heard it, I could tell Scott Ian's uh, riffs and sound, and I knew that was Lombardo playing drums. I didn't know much about the project to begin with. And it, it basically sounds like the SOD, the follow-up to, to uh, SOD, Speak English or Die, to me. The riffs are just fat, tasty, really killer stuff. And Mike Patton's always amazing. But uh, Why would they name it Mr. Bungle then? I, I don't know. I, I do not get that. And I've been trying to look up what the reasoning for it. Because you could have named it. How many bands is Mike Patton in? I mean, Ian too. Yeah, Fantamotes or whatever it's called. I mean, there's a million of them. There a million of them, not to mention the stuff he does just on his own name. So I don't know why it was called uh, a Mr. Bungle record, but man, this album, if you like thrash metal and crossover and stuff like that, this album just plays. It's ridiculous. So good. I, I, 
you know, I love Thrash, and uh, I didn't really think to listen to it as much as I love Scott Ian, Dave Lombardo, Mike Patton. Uh, it's just once I saw Mr. Bungle attached to it, I'm like, oh, it's not yeah. something that I, I'm going to want to listen to. I don't like Mr. Bungle. So yeah. I just, I just, I listen to everything that comes out every Friday. I'm in there at work. I put everything on my Spotify yeah. playlist. I play everything, blah, blah, blah. And now I was expecting like, hey, I'll listen to a couple of tracks and whatever, but it just kept coming at me. And like I said, the the riffs that Scotty Ian have on here is SOD. I gotta listen to SOD record, and SOD is just tasty riff after tasty riff. So very cool. I gotta check that out. Lang Parker, give me your number three album of 2020. Number three is another band just discovered. Thank you know, thankfully to New Music Friday, and they're from Chicago, and it's this band called Huntsman. And uh, definitely the proggiest thing that I've listened to this year. And uh, it even has a little sprinkle of folk music, which is pretty crazy. And uh, I don't know if there's seven people in this band or fucking And you didn't shut it people. off when that part came on? No, no, I dug it. I actually dug it. I don't know if it was a fucking ukulele or what the fuck the guy was doing <laughs> in there. But uh, the only band that I could kind of say that, you know, is similar to this is that band Tombs. If you guys know that band Tombs at all. But uh, it's definitely progressive, and uh, Mandela of Fear is the album. And the band was Huntsman, and I dug it. All right, very cool. Um, so number three. My number three is uh, definitely something that seems to be fitting in with all your picks. Uh, the Killers imploding the Mirage. <laughs> this is the best Killers record since Sam's Town. I love this band. I think that... Uh, you know, they write amazing songs. There's not many bands that write stadium fucking music. And uh, this is one of those bands. And I, I think this is like the best record that they put out in a very long time. And I listened to it from the, the time it came out all the way till now. It's just, it still sounds good to me. And uh, I love, love, love this record. I, it would have been number one if the other two records on my list didn't come out. Uh, so the killers. The other two records didn't come out. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other two just came out, and I was like, "Oh, these are better records, I think." But uh, it's just, I love, I love the sound, man. I love that, and I, I'm bummed out because I never got to see them live. They're one of those bands that I've loved forever, and they were going to play MSG October second and October third, and Johnny fucking Marr was going to open up. Ooh. I know, and I'm like, damn. So little, little thing, you know, little COVID happened. So. Uh, moving on, number two album of 2020, Neil. This, I don't even know what genre this is. Uh, it's Jacob Collier. It, the album is Jesse Volume 3. Uh, this kid's like a jazz prodigy, I guess. The songs are... The songs are like, like pop, but like the most complex arrangements and progressions and the kids like a, a prodigy like the kids like um like if you know who jacob collier is you like i don't need to do this if you don't know who he is please check him out he's like uh so there's a video of him talking to herbie hancock about music theory and he says something that blows herbie hancock's mind like that's how like prolific this kid is he's just is this, a genius is, is this mark blum approved 
I don't know. I don't know. It's. I don't think it's up Mark Blum's alley. This is like. This is just. I don't know. This is just an unbelievable. How did you discover him? Oh, because I watch. I watch this. Uh, I watch this. I watch piano memes on on YouTube. That'll do. And it. one of the jazz guys who does piano memes was like raving about him. So I checked him out and like it blew my mind. It just and it 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 their the songs on this album are, are pop. They're like he's got like a song with Ty Dollar Sign. Like it's it, it, it's unbelievable. He was on, I think he was on Jimmy Kimmel or something over the during the pandemic. Yeah. And so he like did a version of his song where he played it in the bathroom and he just overlaid like a drip of water and, uh, you know, tap in the side of the tub, you know, like all these sound, oh, a plunger yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, and then also like a little piano, like a little yeah, just like layered. It. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing when you think of like how you discovered this guy you know the way that people discover music now like you know like you're you're, you're doing something like looking at piano memes and then yeah, you yeah. come across this guy it's like you know it's it's so hard to be heard because there's so many people that do what you know like musicians do but it is funny to just randomly come across someone that maybe no one on the planet would have ever heard of you know well this guy he's big <laughs> he's got a really huge fan base like he plays like 1500 person rooms. Okay. But it's just not, it wouldn't have been on my radar. Like it. it Let's hope Red River Podcast will put him over the, <laughs> over the edge dimension. Yeah. But yeah, you never know where you're going to hear about, hey, you know what, let me check that out. And it yeah. could be like your favorite thing. It's, uh, it could make number two on your favorite album. <laughs> yeah. Really, it could have been number one if, like you said, if number one didn't come out. <laughs> <laughs> this one didn't exist. <laughs> it really... My number three could have been number one if number one and number two didn't come out. <laughs> this was, I, I'm not going to, this was number one the whole year. This was number one the okay. whole year until number one came out. Oh, shit. That's how I, I felt about the, the Killers. That's right? fine. It came out in like January. So, um, okay. Uh, so, Langan, give me your number two. Uh, you mentioned as an honorable mention, but uh, I have nothing great dismal uh everything these guys put out they do no wrong with me uh they're always in my mentions at the end of the year uh, i think it just has to be um i grew up with metal i love shoegaze too and this trend of these bands blending those kind of styles of a heavier shoegaze like right up my alley they blend it well they, they're they're you know children of my bloody valentine but also like a lot of other good stuff, you know? Totally, totally. I mean, it, it's it's not, you know, they're not inventing a new genre, but they're kind of, they're bands like this, Alcest, there's a couple of them that are just, you know, obviously the Deftones too, like, you know, but um, it, it, it makes sense for me. And Famine Asylum in particular on this album is one of my favorite songs of the year. Yeah. But uh, they just, uh, I don't know, the music makes perfect sense to me. Uh, Parker, give me your number two album of the year. 
All right. So funny enough, last episode we were talking about, we did that whole Ford Fairlane thing and we were saying, you know, do you remember the first time you watched the movie and I couldn't, couldn't remember. We're getting huge numbers on that Fairlane episode. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> this, this band, I can't remember the first time that I heard them because I had never heard anything that fucking sounded like this before. And uh, they released an EP that Langan talked about and it's Carcass. And, uh, you know, it's only two of the original members, but whatever. I'm not going to fucking hold, you know, the fucking asshole card that it's not, you know, the four guys or whatever. Uh, I was lucky enough to see this band, you know, when they came through probably about three or four years ago now when Surgical Steel came out. And you wouldn't even know that it's only two of the original guys. Like the fucking, the two guys, you know, that came in are fucking, you know, just as talented as the original guys. And the cool thing is, you know, obviously if this whole COVID thing ever gets, you know, contained or whatever it won't um carcass and arch enemy are actually touring together in europe next year and the other guitarist michael amet is in arch enemy so you know damn well he's gonna fucking get up there and do a couple songs with them in europe so so you're going to europe no we're all I'm... gonna have to go to europe to go to yeah. shows because america's stupid no yeah. no <laughs> that's it we're not but gonna anyway, Car that. carcass despicable ep that's my number two when when uh when Neil goes out on tour to Europe, we'll just follow him. Dude, let's do it. All right, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll mooch off the uh, the writer up, you know, uh, in in Europe, and then from there we'll hit a festival. Tell me, we'll call it a documentary. I'll yeah. even wear a fucking hive suit. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I would I would like this to happen. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> all right. Um. So my number two is a uh, hum inlet. Um, wow. So good. So fucking wow. Like, okay, how many bands drop an album 22 years later and still sound like that record could have come out, like that just, it could have come out 22 years ago. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's somehow they drop this record and you listen to it and you're like, this is exactly what you sound like, only better produced. The songs are still amazing. The guitar tone everything about it like if you're a hum fan and this came out like because when you think of like bands that, that tried that um at the drive and tried that and, and and that record was pretty good too refuse tried that like these records that come out 20 years later and it, yeah and it's like okay this is good it kind of like the same sound but this is this is a fucking hum record man i couldn't i couldn't agree with you less oh really <laughs> All right, tell me. No, like as a Hum fan, this is their fourth best record. Oh, wow. Really? That's <laughs> a thousand records. So terrible. <laughs> World star. Go ahead. Really? Why, why didn't you like it, though? I don't know. It just it felt boring. Like, like the difference between You Prefer an Astronaut and Downward is Heavenward, like, they're, like, they, they got, like, more complex. <laughs> And then sure. it felt like this record took like their dynamics theory, but then didn't didn't mess with structure at all. You know what I mean? It just went like it just went like very linear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like it just went it just went soft to big, soft to big, without yeah. any like cool like 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 when you hear pod. Dude, when you hear when you hear that that you when you listen to you prefer an astronaut it takes you on such a journey 
It is. If I mean, that's the, their best record. That's their best record, hands down. Yeah. And it felt like Inlet was like tried to recapture something that they they shouldn't have. You know what I mean? No, I get it, but like you know, sometimes like like let's say you have this like uh, missing relative, and he's gone for twenty two years, and he shows up, and he's kind of like an amputee, and he's you know his breath is kind of shitty, and you're just like you know what? It's like yo, you're here, and that's all that matters, and you okay. kind of look the same. Yo, I'm not poo pooing it. Like I, I, I'm not trying to yuck your yum. I just want to have a discourse. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just glad you're here. You I don't know? even know really hum at all, but I'm enjoying this. <laughs> Wait, hum? Did they do that song Stars, it. right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I only know it from the Howard Stern show because he, oh. he knew that song. That was his favorite song for like two weeks. <laughs> it's, he still brings it up. He's like, hey, whatever happened to that band? They had that one song. <laughs> whatever happened? I'm like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, they, they, you know. He made a new record and you, they could actually probably use your promotion, yeah. but yeah, go yeah. ahead. And they hated him when they then they did that performance too. Did they? They did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, um, they were on the Howard Stern show. They Why? Were, yeah. Oh my God! It's like this famous like they they um because K Rock was pushing that song and they did yeah. a lot of performance and I'll send you the link. It's up on YouTube. Very funny. What they hate about it though? They're getting the um. I think spot. they were just kind of, he was you know, Stern is a radio guy and he talks about hits and he doesn't you know like. He, you know, he was way more obnoxious to guests back then. You know, like right. he, now he's just very mindful. And but in retrospect, it was probably good career move. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Here I am, not knowing that band, but I remember that Howard liked it for two Listen, weeks. I would kill to have one song people remember. <laughs> um, Again, to Richard Christie. So yeah, that's my that's my number two. So let's do number one, man. Neil Rubenstein, what is your number one album of 2020? And please don't say something terrible. <laughs> this album came out a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago. No, I think it came out this. I think it came out in like early December. It might only be out two weeks, dude. Taylor this Swift, right? So good. Yo, when this record came out, the first week, it's all I listened to, like on repeat, constantly. Red City Radio. Oh, yeah? The album is called Paradise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, I know they have a big catalog. I know people like them already. <laughs> I met them a few times. They were super nice guys. Yes. And my buddy produced the record, so I was like, all right, let me check it out. Yo, not a sleeper on that. Yo, it is banger after banger. Every song's a hit. The the guy writes the illest melodies. Yes. Yo, I couldn't. I don't think I'm capable of liking an album more than I like this album. Oh. Did you listen to any of the other albums? No. <laughs> I heard one other song by him, and it was just because Mikey went, uh, like two years ago, I had gone out to Mikey's and we were driving, and he was like, oh, I just recorded this song for my buddy. Yeah. Oh, well, I met him. So he was there. Uh huh. And then we got in the car to like go get burgers. Tucker's shout out to, to Tucker's in Oklahoma City, and he was the onion burger. Oh my god, it's just so good. And he was like, "Yo, this is you want to hear the song we just recorded?" And it was that song "Dead Body" by Garrett. And he put it in, and I was like, "Oh, this is a fun song. This is a cool song." Yeah, it's 
It's got a great thought about it again. Yeah. Ran into him. I was going to see Taking Back Sunday. They were open for Taking Back Sunday. I ran into him backstage like, oh, hey, you're the guy from Mikey's. And he was like, oh, yeah, you're the guy from Mikey's. And that was it. And then, dude, this album is so good. Yeah. So good. It's in, it's in my top 15. I didn't really get a chance to listen to it because it just came out. Um, and I like uh, – I really like the older stuff a lot. Uh, this is great too, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm that guy on this one. But I, I need more time with it. You know, I feel like with a lot of bands, uh, maybe you guys can, like, concur or argue that um, when a band has a large catalog – the album that's contemporary to you getting into them yeah. Oh, is yeah, yeah. your favorite album. You you're know right, what I mean? Like, right. like Rocker from the Crypt existed before I got into Rocker from the Crypt, but then Hot Charity came out and it introduced me to them. So that's always going to be my favorite Rocker from the Crypt album. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? Like, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure, you know, I, I listened to some of it, like half of it and, uh, I think uh, there, there's some bangers on there, but I need a little bit more time. With it, so, oh, it is wall-to-wall bangers. Yeah, Garrett's a great songwriter, so I'm sure eventually, uh, you know, once once I, it just came out. Like I feel like it just came out like two weeks ago, one week ago. Yeah. I don't even know. Really, early, really recently. So, um, I don't see Langan, so we're gonna go. Uh, I'm here. All right, Lang, give me your number one album of the year. <laughs> Hold on a second, dude. Uh, my number one is Enslaved Utgard. Um, they came out with a new record in uh, October. Uh, one of my favorite songs of the year, Homebound, is on it. Um, they are, to me, the state-of-the-art metal band right now. They, they started out a complete black metal band. They've evolved over time. Completely beautiful, progressive, like, uh, uh, career progression, basically. Adding little things without changing the original sound too much. Um, there's still black metal, black metal in it. There's death metal in it. There's some thrash metal in it. There's a lot of progression, clean and heavy vocals. I think they are the uh, the state of the art metal band for me right now. Every time they put out an album, they stay true to themselves, but add a little element of something different. And uh, they are by far my favorite metal rock album of the year. You look like the bass player, kind of. That you look like the bass player kind. Of. You could be in the band kind of. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, depends how much conditioner you use in that hair. I can't tell. No, I, I use none. On something, man. You're like, I don't know. I've been listening to a lot of synthwave, and you didn't mention one synthwave. <laughs> no, nah, you know what it is, man. With that, with that genre, I was posting stuff on the Facebook group, but uh, there's not a lot of. Um, identity with the album of the artist for me there's so many people putting out like good music in that genre but i don't have like this definitive album to give you okay all right, it's, just, all right. It's, it's like to put it in this list not to mention i'd be the only one participating in it hey <laughs> we, we, we got we got jake in the house he's just gonna hang out because he's gonna do the the next uh you know the last bit of it which is the hip-hop records of the year so uh, Jake, just hang out for a bit. Um, you know, uh, we could see you. So, oh, I think he just left us. I don't know why. But uh, Langan, uh, Parker, give me your number one album of the year. Uh, just three quick honorable mentions. I just wanted to say that Ben Zombie released a new album. Uh, that Ken Andrews solo album that came out. Yes. Is really good. And uh, Ken, 
and uh, Cadaver, this band Cadaver, which uh, for fans of like early grindy uh, stuff, it sounds like earlier Carcass, like free hard work. So those are three honorable mentions. But uh, lo and behold, number one, what a surprise, Deftones. What a shocker, right? <laughs> uh, so ninth, ninth studio album, Terry Date, back behind it. That's probably why I think he's one of the fucking best producers, that guy. Uh, came out for, yeah, four years after Gore. Gore was, Gore to me was kind of like, uh, it was kind of like the Deftones self-titled. Like it was, it was just kind of like there for me. Like it wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It was just there. Like I took it. Um, Stephen Carpenter uses a fucking nine string on this, which I guess the fucking eight string wasn't enough for the fucking guy. But uh, I dug it. You know, I think I think the Terry date has a lot to do with this band's sound. You know, that's why I always loved when he worked with Pantera. I thought it was the same thing with Pantera. Like, it's just one of those producers that just fucking pushes a band to greatness. You know? Very cool. Yeah, I love the record. Uh, it's definitely better. I, I like it more than Gore. Um, but yeah, it's it's great. It's in they're yeah they have such an interesting sound you know it's just like uh it's not for everyone it's very like dreamy and and sometimes it makes you you know like uh seasick just listening to those weird riffs but uh they have really continued to to make really interesting records so. what do you guys think about the uh white pony re-release with the remixes on there anything I don't think any. Yeah, I, I didn't really listen to it. I, I don't. Really I was disappointed with Robert Smith's. Uh, did really nothing to it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like Robert Smith and the Deftones. Holy shit! Busy guy. Couldn't really do anything with it. So nothing. Uh, my number one album of the year. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go uh, Ways Away. Self-titled. It's Sergey from um, Sam I Am playing guitar. This other dude from a band called Stick to Your Guns. I heard this record and I'm like from beginning to end on top of the fact that they do uh, a beach house cover, which is amazing that they would take beach house. Love beach house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Right. I'll, I'll send you the song. It's really good. Um, this whole record is one of those records that, uh, you know, when I hear my band, uh, you know, I, I liken it to, to that sound. So that's my universe. So I heard this record. I'm like, man, I wish I wrote all these songs because they're so fucking good, man. Rome with a ghost, probably the song that I listened to the most this year. Uh, really, really fantastic record. I fucking love it. Goddamn, such a great record. That's my number one. All right. Thanks for playing. Um, thank you, Neil. Thank you, Neil, for playing along with us. Uh, I wonder if this is going to shut off on us. What's that? I guess it's going to keep going. I don't know. This is my first Zoom. Zoom? I said it for a certain hour. Everyone still here? Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, so, Jake, we're going to do a hip-hop thing. I know that it's been fucking forever. Uh, Parker, don't feel like you need to stay if you want to go. Um, if you want to hang, then let's hang. Neil, if you want to hang and listen to our hip-hop picks or say goodbye. All right, yeah. Uh, cool. I'm going to eat dinner with my wife. She's, uh, she's the best. Cool. I, I second that. I think Kathleen. I'm going to bail out because, you know, I could name fucking, like, crisscross and fucking TLC till I'm blue in the face, but <laughs> that's fine. So Parker, good seeing you. You Neil, guys seeing take you. care. Neil, feel Thank better, you. man. Have All right. Good rest of your show. All right. Hey, the brother. What's up, Jake? Can everybody hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, my first Zoom, so gonna bear with me. I mean, I think it's kind of our first too. Is it really? All right. 
I did an RA one, but it was just, it was different because it was just me and him. And it was like, this is like the first one that we're really pushing. So let's talk, man. Favorite hip hop records of the year. Jake is a returning guest. We did the Halloween episode. Oh, yeah. You want to do another like three, four hours on that right yeah. now real quick? Or you want to just go right to the hip hop stuff? Yo, <laughs> yeah, you want to, <laughs> yo, people love that rec uh, that, that, that episode. Um, you know, they're like, holy shit, that guy really went deep on uh, a lot of that stuff. So that's, I mean, yeah, I, I, it was a blast. Honestly, it felt like I lost like 80 pounds of mental fat yeah you got like working through that with you man you it got it great. off your chest um yeah it was great that's that's brian langan up there that's what up great. hi brian nice what's happening man so man this this is probably the toughest because there were so many hip-hop records that came out this year and uh it was very hard to make this list um impossible it, impossible yeah, i had a, i had a lot of trouble too this um, year was so stupid loaded it's hard to believe like yeah. seriously every week I was getting something that, and people doing like 8 million features, yeah. producers putting out like three, four, Mugs. five albums. Mugs oh, just dude. put out a record yeah. I didn't get a chance to listen to. And it's I heard so the first good. song and I was like, this song's amazing. And I guarantee it's so it's good. good. But you know what? We, you, you missed the cutoff, Mugs. Yeah, we. <laughs> enough's enough. So we're, we're going to give our, our 10 favorite hip hop records of the year. First, we're going to do 10 through 6 rapid fire. And then we'll do a round robin. So, Jake. I like this. I feel like I need to stretch first. Give, give, give me your 10 through 6. All right. Just blazing through it. Uh, number yeah. 10 is clipping. I uh, love it. Visions yeah. of bodies being burned. Yo. Oh. You like said, the fucking you... millennial grave diggers, man. Like, what? Like, I oh, put good. that record on and it has, like, Aphex Twin vibes and TV on the radio vibes and Dude is a talented fucking lyricist. Like, yeah. he's a little too clean of a rapper for me, but he's got that, like, what's his name? Saul Williams energy, where there's a oh. lot of, like, just really rhythmic, just, like, rapid-fire, awesome shit to say, and I it, fucking love it. So it, it just it just made – it just missed my, my honorable, you know, my 10 through 6, but you sent me a song, and from there I, I dove into that record – Great call on the Soul Williams because it is, and in his rhyme pattern, there's a song on there. I forget the name of it, but it was just like it was like Black Thought level good. Like it was just yeah. like, holy shit. And that they committed to the horror theme yeah. like all throughout, and like I mean, it was it was it was sorely needed, you know, some like big thematic gesture from like a new a new artist or like a new group, you know. And, and that refrain from that song that I send you, just that visions of bodies being burned. Yeah. That's like one of those new refrains that's just like in my fucking head constantly. Like so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that, good. That, was, that was a great clip. Um so, so give us nine. All right, nine. Uh New Beginnings from Reason. You guys you guys up on Reason? No. Uh I, I don't know much about him. I, I never listened to him before this year. Uh, and I also haven't given like his back catalog any shrift since this, but yeah, it's like, I, I'm sure you guys like have seen this as like a big year for like that kind of New York hip hop style, you know, that kind of even like 
dare to say throwback style. Sure. And this guy like was really up on that. Some some powerful lyrics. The album is a little spotty. Like that's why you know it's, it's all the way down at number nine. But the good tracks are fucking great. Like they're really easy to fucking go through. All right. And no, right. what I told everyone too is like after we're done. Just send me over the, the 10 because then I'm going to make a playlist out of it to attach it to the episode. Nice. So, number eight? Yeah, number, uh, number eight. I mean, I'm embarrassed to say this in public, but like, you know, we're, we're past the age of guilty pleasures. Like, I like what I like. And yo, man, Young Lean put out a fucking another charming record this year. Okay. Like, little fucking Swedish weirdo. Uh, there was like this battle of the Caucasians going on in my mind where it's like, is it going to be static? <laughs> is it going to be the streets? put out a new record i love skinner like oh yeah been out of the game for forever and put out a good record but like like as with every young lean thing i put on i'm like all right man he's a crummy dumbass rapper like he's like the scandinavian equivalent of like some surfer beach bum just kind of uh, kind of dude and it's just inevitably charming. Like, he just charms me with every release, you know? He's like the fucking godfather of the mumbly SoundCloud rapper, so we have him to blame for that bullshit. But, but some, <laughs> sometimes those people, you know, certain people make records of that, that, that side of the world. That, that's how I came across, like, ASAP Rocky. Like, the first two ASAP Rocky records were so good, and it was just something that I would not normally listen to, and it, it eased me into, like, that, that newer modern sound, and I'm like, okay, this is good. And some yeah, of those, like some sad those, sound. yeah, some of those dudes just they're they're not gonna hit you with the lyricism, but they're gonna hit you with these songs and some of these lines, and you're like, oh, I like this. And you could put that on in the background, and it's still like that that the eight oh eights like hit hard and it's, yeah, sometimes not it sounds fun. like a millennial, but it's, it's a vibe. It's yeah, like a big it is. They, they achieve a vibe. Like it's yeah. got that clams casino kind of sad ambient. Like, but their whole thing really fits together. You know, it's yeah. not like there's a rapper and a producer. Like, they, they've got one vibe. Uh, number seven, Denzel Curry and Kenny Beats Unlocked EP. Um, just another, like, blast of fucking great, semi-old school sounding, but, like, very modernized hip-hop. Like, Kenny Beats, I don't know much about. Uh, he's a DJ, but Denzel Curry, I've been a fan of for a little while. He's a fucking great rapper. I think he's like a Florida dude. Yep. He has a lot of, you know, bouncing around genre-wise, but not like in those huge, like he's not going from like trap to like, you know, the pop or anything. He's not doing like a Tyler thing. No, like, but he's he, got a lot of variation he, in how he does his raps. He's, he's great. He's great. Great flow, great lyricism. And what I love about him that helps his career is that he will occasionally do like a, like he did the Rage Against the Machine cover. He did yeah. the, uh, the Bad Brains cover. So it's almost like people who might not give him a chance might be like, who is this kid? And then they listen to his music and it's like, oh, this is cool. So he's a rapper, but on, on the internet, he'll like cover fucking the big takeover or whatever the fuck he did of Bad Brains. Yeah. Like, this is really good. It sounds like Yeah, he, he pulled that same kind of thing like you, like you were saying before, like you guys were saying before, like he just dropped a bunch of great features mm -hmm. across a bunch of different rappers who didn't necessarily sound alike. And he proved he could really just go with it on any kind of style. And this EP has this very frenetic, like, like anime cartoon fucking energy. It's like some listening to some Dragon Ball shit. And it's, yeah. it's a lot of like repeating the same kind of lines over and over again and kind of is almost hypnotic in that way. 
And when I first heard it, I just, I mean, it was on repeat for like six weeks. And then we get to number six. This is a, this, this is, this is a record that he actually guessed it on. Um, the JPEG Mafia EP or EP, it's called yeah. EP <laughs> exclamation point. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how he wants it to be said. Um, just like Childish Gambino energy, like Earl energy. Oh, I love seeing like, like, not you know i don't know how old he is but like young in the business dudes like really playing with a lot of different shit there's like this very smooth r&b thing going on but it's it's really chopped chopped up and you can like listen to the beginning of one song and the end of it and it's like you can't believe it's the same song it's a very innovative unique yeah. kind of energy our, our guitar really player our guitar player rich really likes jpeg mafia so he like put me up on them um, cause is it, is it the dude from the death grips? I, is it? I don't know. I, 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 I know a little of his background as a, as a person, but I don't know what, uh, I, forget, I forget he's, he's from a group and he, he does this thing and it's just fucking energy. And it's, it's like, um, it's almost like when you hear the evolution of what's next for music, like, I feel like they're in the forefront, yes, like a group, yes. like clipping, like JPEG mafia, where it's just like, wow, you guys are doing something that's kind of like ahead of everyone. And maybe in five years, everyone will be like, oh, this is the, this is what it was. And they'll be looked at for sure. I think they, they, the great energy for sure. Yeah, um, that's, 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 that's right on. Definitely. Langan, 10 through six. Yeah. I'm uh still like agonizing over this uh <laughs> i'm just gonna spit out a bunch of shit that didn't make my top five yeah go ahead i'm gonna give it that everything your old drew put out this year yeah i'm making my top five but i put in work all of them i think it was three records i think well funny enough they were 2019 really yeah it's all just, of them? the last one jewelry came out like right before 2020 all right, the jewelry up. And then the the new one, which is like his like his uh he said it's his uh you know he said he would always try to like avoid his uh, maybe he's from Kazakhstan or like, like yeah something like that yeah so yeah. he was just he said that he was always trying to run away from like that part of his his life but he said now he embraces it and and you know it's like uh, that's why like on, on YouTube it says listen to my Jew tape or something oh. uh, very funny but he gotcha. he's great yeah. All right, so I get a I get a shout out, uh, Pete Rock, uh, eighty blocks yeah. from Tiffany with uh, Camp Low, who I love. Camp Low, Camp yeah. Low's first record is still one of my favorite hip hop albums yep. of all time. I loved hearing them again. Uh, everything Westside Gun put out this year, everything Conway the Machine put out this year. Uh, K A A N, I believe it's all an acronym. Uh, he he did an album called Lost in Translation with Blue the the, the Hedge Monk or whatever, but uh, it, it, that, it was really solid. Stu Bangers with Blackistan, Watson and Holmes yep. was another one. Three Watson and Holmes three, um, a double dip for uh, UFO Fev and Static Selector, Fresh Air, uh, and I also got a shout out Static Selector with CJ Fly, the uh, Rude Boy album. That was fucking great. So good. Yeah. That was earlier in the year. I don't earlier. remember exactly. And he, he but like, I forgot about it. There was so much good hip hop. And I'm like, listen to this stuff. I'm like, oh my God, this is yeah. such a good record. Yeah. Um, I also got a shout out uh, Gorilla Twins. Yeah. Um, the, that crew had a bananas year. They'll be making other appearances in my, in my mentions. 
but uh, I think that about covers me. I think. Let me see. Let me make sure. <laughs> oh, and I got a shout out. 38 Special had about uh, 658 features, I think, this year. <laughs> uh, two of his efforts, 1,000 Words and Community Services. Uh, outstanding. Outstanding. Okay. Uh, yeah, Buffalo, right? I think he's yeah. like a Buffalo guy. Yo, there's so much. I The only regret I have of 2020 is that I can't make the machine gun sound with my mouth. I can't do it right. I can't try it. But uh, it seems to be very That area is on fire right now. It's ridiculous. Well, you know, just like anything, you know, once you once somebody gets put on, if you're cool and, you know, if you're cool, you're just going to put a, a spotlight on your area. You know, it's like, it, that's what it is. It's like, uh, and those guys seem to all kind of like work together. And it's, you know, I, I as a matter of fact, I'll, I'll get to, so I'm going to do my, my, my 10 through six now, right? Yeah. I have um, number 10. Let me see. Somebody from that area. Uh, it's Apollo Brown is from, from Detroit, mm. but he put out a record with uh, Shay Noir, who's from Buffalo. And it's as God uh, as God intended. I sent it to you, Jake. Um, the beats on that are great. Uh, just so Apollo Brown is just one of the best producers. It's just amazing. Oh, His sampling game is amazing. Uh, he he has such a like old school RZA feel to him. And it's this this record's dark. Shay Noir goes through like a lot of these like lyrical just like landscapes, like these pictures, man. There's some like really heavy songs on this. Uh, so She's number so nine. Good. Yeah. She's so good. She's so good. She's yeah. fucking good from Buffalo. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, so number nine, I have. Very Nas like feel yeah. the way she paints a picture, you know? Great picture. Uh, yeah. Number nine, I have the new Busta Rhymes record. Dude. I can't believe how good Ooh. it is. Crazy. Hip hop Chinese democracy, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> only this one fucking works. Yeah, I was going to say, this one might be a little only bit better. <laughs> So he gets the production on it is what, first of all, I see a record with, with 22 songs. I, I automatically get annoyed because I'm like, yeah, I'm like, a ton of them are probably skits. Yeah. No, nah, I wish. <laughs> um, but you, you, so he, he has old dirty bastard on it, you know, um, but it's just a sample, but it works. He has, totally works. he has Bell Biv DeVoe on it. Um, a, a lot of these, like, I, I mean, the features are amazing. He has Rhapsody on it. Uh, MOP. But the Dude, that that Belbid DeVoe track, if I, if I was still DJing, yeah, oh, that, that song oh, is like midnight to one o'clock in the yeah. morning. Yeah. Banging. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Some girls I, be breaking their high heels on that one. Yeah. For real. <laughs> that's when for the real. coke that's when the coke kicks in for sure. Comes out, yeah. <laughs> but that record, what really makes it work is the production. The production sounds so good. The modern stuff sounds modern, but man, the throwback stuff really works. It doesn't sound dated. It's just such like every song I'm listening to and I'm like, yo, this is another good song on this record. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, number eight, Conway from King to a God. Oh. Um, this is probably my favorite Conway release. He did try different like musical landscapes on it, and I think he landed on them. But what what I love about um, I'm gonna throw West Side Gun in, so that's number seven. So I'll talk about these guys. Man, oh, good. what I love about uh, so it's um, the last one, Who Made the Sunshine, which I feel is the best of, of the three that came out. 
What I love about That's West Side guys, Gun, right? Yeah. What I love about yeah. these guys um, is that they somehow reached popularity with fucking goon rap. There's no like, <laughs> they didn't change. This is like when Wu Tang appealed to the masses. I'm like, people love Griselda, and I'm thinking like, this is just like the beats are just so dirty, like the Derringer sound, the Alchemist sound, and it's like people ran like the. If you're listening to this, you're listening to hip hop. You're not listening to like, even the Busta stuff has like, you know, pop, it has a pop appeal to it. Um, you know what it is with that sound too? Like I, I noticed that with these cats, Prime Apple, certain things, the, the, the actual boom bath is in presence sometimes. It's like the lyrics are dictating the beat. The song is very like, it doesn't have a boom bap or a bass no, or a it's snare. Yeah, totally. It's atmospheric. I noticed that throughout some of like the upstate stuff, like perhaps that's like a, you know, a, a style choice. There's a couple of records that I heard from yeah. like not even Grisilda affiliated, but still upstate, uh, upstate dudes where it's like, there's some of them don't even have a drum track. Like there's there just some no really kick snare, high hat They're doing, yeah, yeah they dictate yeah. the rhythm with their voice. But yeah, I, I love I love that I love that 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 thing that they didn't really conform. They just put out these records that somehow just connected with enough people. And uh, my number six, my ten through six here is Ill Bill, uh, La Bella Medusa. Uh, this is the best Ill Bill record in, in in a little bit. Great features on it. He has a song called Chrissy Snow with uh, Cool G Rap. Um, a lot of great features on it. Uh, fucking uh, Crime Apples on there. Lord Goat, obviously. Um, you know, the beats on there are great. Just a really, really good Ill Bill record. Um, so then that brings us to our five. So Jake, kick it off with number five hip-hop record of 2020. Top five. I just looked at my list and the record I was referencing just now in talking about Griselda is the example I was using. Dude from Syracuse, uh, So God Cooks. Reasonable Drought, my favorite album title of the That's year, a good one. definitely. Yeah. Um, and just like, uh, dude had done like some special guest spots over the years under different names. Like this is his first proper record. He did it with Rock Marciano instead of doing like a bunch of, you know, like debut album kind of thing where you, you have multiple hot producers, like they just hit on a vibe together. And Marciano's like, dude, I'm just going to do the whole record. And oh, he's like, yeah. yeah, you get it. Like, you get me. Like, this guy, Stove God, had been, I guess, coming up long enough, couldn't really find a fit for himself. And this record fucking cooks, man. It's got that old school New York energy, but it's also like, he's got a really interesting rhythm. And uh, again, yeah, best album title of the year. I love that album title. Yeah, I, I yeah. haven't gotten a chance to listen to it. Uh let me see. I think you would dig it. Like, I know that's the death knell of recommending anything to anybody. Like, if you tell them they're going to like it, they'll just never listen to it ever. But uh, I think you in particular might dig it. It's got that, like, you know, it, it fits in with the, the Griselda thing, which got that old kind of throwback vibe to it. I think you might really get yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know. I, I knew he did that. I, I didn't know that Rock Marcy was a part of it. Um, yeah, it's a every track. So he has a really interesting flow that I feel like a lot of people kind of adapted to and borrowed um, mm -hmm. because he's so, he's known, but he's not that well known. Um, like you hear him. Yeah, like, he's like a behind the scenes dude. Like, it, you know, your favorite rappers will reference him kind of thing, you know? For sure, for sure. Um, and like the, the record he put out with Mugs, 
like the, the shit I'm on, like you hear that beat and it's just like, man, he's just, I, it's so good. Yeah. I got to check that out. I, 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 yeah. It's a really interesting rhythm, really interesting voice. It, it's innovative while still being like deeply rooted in like, you know, the, the hip hop of his scene and the era that he's influenced by. I really responded to it. Cool. Lang, give me your number five. Uh, Aesop Rock Spirit World Field, Field Guide. I didn't listen to that yet. Um, yeah, it, it, dude, it's so hard this year. There's so much stuff coming out. It's yeah. like, uh, it, you know, I love Aesop Rock. Not everyone will. Um, He's the Dillinger love- Escape Plan of hip hop, I said. Yeah. <laughs> Who, ironically, I hate Dillinger Escape yeah. Plan, but uh, <laughs> but he's um, hard listen. He takes a chance, man. He yeah. takes a chance, and his lyrics are indisputable. How good they are! Like, uh, just one of a kind. And this album, the beats, it very, you know, it's different. It doesn't sound like anybody else, and that's what I appreciate about him. And yeah. I know that like uh, everything he puts out is going to be a little bit different. I know he's doing like film scores now. I think I believe I I know I he think did so. Yeah, yeah. I I heard the uh, the two songs that that he released, which I really like. Um, I just know that I haven't gotten a chance to really dig into that record, but I do think Impossible Kid, the last record that he put out under Aesop Rock, um, was his best record. I think that was his masterpiece. So amazing I'm record. There, I'm there's a lot of cuts on here. Pizza Alley, Crystal Sword, Boot Soup. Yeah. There's a bunch of them that I really, really like. But uh, Long Island guy, yeah. too. Yeah, this guy's always going to take a shot, something different. And it, uh, at Northport. This works for me. Yep. He's, he's from Northport. Um, yeah. All right, so number five for me is uh, the Static Selector record, Balancing Act. Um, this is a guy who is a genius at curating who, who's going to be on his uh, album. Um, and he yeah. makes these beats like to me, like when you think of premiere, he's like on that level. Like, he, like I hear static select. I hear that. Totally agree. I'm just like, Oh, this is going to be like, he's not just going to give his shit to whack people. Even if, if it's someone you don't know, like, like he, he threw this kid, Jack Harlow on his record, which I never heard of. And the song is called Time, and it, it blew me away enough to me for me to listen to that Jack Harlow record. And I'm like, this kid's really good. Uh, the Joey Badass song is amazing on there. Mm-hmm. Man, it, it's just a list of people who are just crushing. And it's, it's a way that he um, gets to put together this record and, and have, you know, he has his friends on there. Yeah, th- there's one with uh, um, Sean P on it. I guess, you know, like there's a lot of Sean P verses still out there. I think maybe the album's loaded, man. It's, it's loaded. loaded. Yeah. It's I feel like they call it the balancing act because you imagine static just holding up like 120 guest spots and trying to balance them throughout all the, uh, the, the, the songs that he had. I mean, he every had a busy track year. is like, Oof. yeah, he had a busy year. Okay. And shout out to him too, for his uh, Instagram live DJ sets before yeah. Instagram cracked down on everybody. Uh, all the live DJ sets that were going on, stretching Bobito had a killer one, but Static did a great show like yeah. weekly that was was outstanding, like great old stuff. Yeah, he's he's just a master beat maker. Like he just, I, I can't say enough of that dude. So number four album of the year, twenty twenty, Jake. Number four. I mean, you already got to speak on it, and I'm gonna speak on it myself and bust the rhymes, man. That okay. ELE two really like. I, you had been hearing about it, like, you know, just little bits and pieces over the years. I mean, he's like, what was it, 11 years between this and his last release? Yeah. 
and like somehow not only made it this year but made it like totally poignant to the year it's being released and he's part of this like exclusive club of like artists that came back after tons of years with like huge records like you'd think if we didn't have a pandemic we'd have a Busta Rhymes Fiona Apple hum tour going on yes, like sure. the, like yeah. like that they all put out these great records but this one had um a, a really strong uh uh intro but like it was it was more about theatrics it was more about him showing like you know I, i'm still this good at rapping but then you get like four or five songs in and that's when i noticed that it was like 22 tracks long and there's a certain point on the record i don't remember you know i don't have the track listing in front of me where it's like it takes off and it just keeps escalating and you're like man five songs in a row these have all been great oh the yeah. next one can't be amazing too and it just like steamrolled with quality and what i love especially is how often he puts a talented guest spot on first like he has that Kendrick Lamar single which is maybe single of the year like i love that song so much um he puts Kendrick on first which is like that's a bold move. Like, yeah, you go ahead and do your thing. And then he comes out afterwards and it's yeah. like, yeah, like, let's remember who Busta Rhymes is. Yeah. And he reminded us on this record more so than even his, you know, 2000s releases. It just, I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better record. Uh, and like, oh, you said, it, I think same, it's the best record. Same thing. You're li like, I, I just, I put it on, I'm driving, I'm like, by the sixth or seventh song, I'm like, it's fucking great. I'm like, what's going yeah, on? And he managed to get better at rapping too. Like, yeah. holy shit. This guy's like fucking, he's like a, like a, the John Coltrane of fucking rap rhythm. Yeah. I, I love to see Q-Tip was on the record too. So that was cool. Um, yeah, together. Number four, Langan. Uh, Vinny Paz, As Above, So Below. Uh, was that everything? Year? Yeah, 2020. Wow, I missed that one. It was a long year, man. Yeah, well done. <laughs> but, uh, well done. Everything Pazzy puts out, I'm, I'm all about. I love, uh, you, know, you talk about the, my favorite voices, like in, in hip hop and history, you know, like a Q-tip or a, uh, a guru that has a certain thing to their voice sound, the timbre of it, not just the rhymes he's spitting, which are ridiculous. But I love the way Pazzy spits. I love the gruffness. And there's some real, like, it's not all thug shit. It's, uh, there's a song, Spilled Milk, on there about losing his father. Yeah, that's a big um, thing for him. Yeah, that the, there's some real intimate stuff on there. And um, it reminds me of another album that came out this year that I know Sam is going to speak on, so I ain't going to even step on that, but I'll, I'll jump in when he mentions it. I know he's going to, but uh, <laughs> anyway, I, I love Pazzy. He's one of those guys like Apathy or whatever, whatever. Oh, yeah. But now I'm just there. It's just right in my wheelhouse. Yeah. I'm all about it. And uh, consistent. Yeah. I love him. I love so, him. It's funny that you mentioned the death of his father, because like when, when we were talking about the, the Irishman, so his connection to that story was like supposedly, no, I think he said that guy who who's the Irishman. His name is like the guy that the guy that De Niro played. But yeah. like he supposedly killed Vinny Paz's dad. Oh shit! Whoa! Yeah, yeah I forget I forget the story, but he gave this he gave I this. Thought it was cancer. The way this song sounds. 
no, this Wait, is like he said he's got sick in the hospital and he wouldn't stop smoking his Winston's on this song. Yeah, no, no. Um, I, I you know what? I, I got to pull that up, and maybe it was his uncle. Uh, Jamie, pull that up, young Jamie. Yeah, <laughs> young Jamie. But it was like he has a connection to the Irishman story. Oh shit! He, he made this like long fucking post about like you know everyone's asking me like how I feel about the Irishman and this and you know, whatever that guy, and I was just, man, it's really, I, I'll find the article and, and I'll, hmm. or the post and I'll send it to you. I know. So number four for me is a uh, crime apple. Boom. If I don't see you in paradise. Uh, you put out two things this year, right? Put out two yeah. things. Uh, this one, I, I, I think I like the most. Okay. Um, the, you know, we like Jake and I were, were, you know, like we were all talking. This is another guy who, doesn't really rap to like kicks and snares like he used to there's some stuff yeah. like he has a record with ghost ltd that that the fucking is all that that guy had a bananas year too he man did too but, the, yeah. but like even last year crime apple put out that uh medallo album with uh dj mugs Word. and now this one there it's just these weird land it's like audio landscapes yeah and his right like he's becoming my favorite lyricist because if you follow Crime Apple and also being like bilingual, like when he kicks it to that bilingual stuff, you know, I, I get it. And plus he's Colombian, I'm Colombian. So it's just, you pick up like that dialect a little bit and I, I just jump into it more. But his rhyme schemes are just, he's almost like a doom now. Like you just follow the rhyme. Oh, praise. Oh man, have you heard a lot of Crime Apple yet, Jake? No, I'm I'm riveted by hearing I'll, about this. I'll, I'll like, send you. I'm gonna have somebody to listen to it. It's this. just it sounds amazing. Yeah, look him up. You can't go wrong. Whatever yeah, you get play on, yeah, sounds great. Oh, it's so good. So yeah, he, he's he's my number four album of the year. Um, so number three, Jake. Number three is uh, Meek Volume Six from Knowledge. You guys have been following these Meek uh, EPs that Knowledge has been no. putting out. No, so this no. is the sixth one. I think he put out fifth uh, volume five and six this year. Uh, knowledge being known for just the amount of content this dude puts out. Like that might have been his first notice was that he just like Frank Zappa levels of content, like just tons of shit. And I, I don't know much about where the source of these rhymes are from, but apparently there's like a back catalog of like very demo-y meek uh, Meek Mill verses, just like little freestyles. Some of them are like two minutes long. Some of them are just, you know, studio stuff that didn't go anywhere. So he's like guided by voices. And that's exactly like, I'm so glad you said that because I'm <laughs> like, even when I was in bands, I was like the demo-itis guy. Like, yeah. I just like the demos everything and this has a real <laughs> demo-y vibe. It's just like he cuts up these verses that are, you know, sound like they were recorded on a freaking Talkboy half the time. And he just puts these very melodic, like his signature kind of fuzzy R&B melody driven beats behind these freestyle raps. And it's like, you can see the scotch tape holding them together. And I just, it, it spoke right to me. Like that's exactly like the kind of vibe that, that I, I just love so much. And uh, you know, I, I didn't listen to volume five quite as much as volume six and volume six had just every fucking track is great. It, it, there's even like, there's a track three, same old me could be a radio single. It's so good. Okay, cool. I got to check that out. Yeah, Philly really in the house, Philly in the house. Um, Langan, give me your number three. 
Uh, you mentioned it before, Sam, on your honorable mentions. Uh, Ill Bill's La Bella Medusa. Yeah. Uh, man. <laughs> Listen, I'm all, I'm all about that goon shit. Yeah, me I too. love it. <laughs> I don't care how fucked up 2020 was. Yeah. Give me that, like, you know, talk about the four pounds in your waist, whatever the fuck. I love it. I'm as ignorant as they come. I love it. I can't get enough of it. But I mean, it's it's so good. And cameos from Lord Goat, Cool G Rap. I mean, one of the most underrated MCs in history. Conway yeah. the Machine's on totally. there. Benny Paz. I don't even know where to start. It is the best Ill Bill album. Yeah. History, in my opinion. Sure. Uh, it, it's great. It's if you like goon shit. Yeah. It's right on it, the beats on it are too like very like sinister ridiculous. sounding yeah ridiculous that's what that's what sells me yeah um all right so my number three is uh run the jewels four uh Great. wow yeah 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 i now i know where you're going though i know where you oh, exactly run the jewels put going. an album out this year i didn't hear about it really <laughs> real low key, real low key. Yeah, low I didn't key. even notice. Ray under the radar, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're we're trying to get him a little shine on this show. You know. Yeah, they, that's good of you, man. It's very charitable. Down <laughs> out of the trunk of the car right now. I'd have to tag him on Instagram. See, you know, we good. But um, okay. So this might be the best run the jewels record. I I, I think I might agree with you. Might this agree. Might and I gotta chime in. It's my number two, so I'm just gonna jump in. Here. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I remember just hearing Yankee and the Brave, and I was like, "Whoa!" Like, just like man, like just Mike Killer Mike is uh, I not many MCs better than him on those no. last four. Right? Like, he's just like he will take your fucking head off on a song. Killer like, Mike oh, is 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 right now is Chuck D. Yeah, he's got. You know, wow, he's got his yeah. voice on the streets. Yeah. He, he's got the political thing. And he's he not bounce it up. You know, it's not just words. Like, he's active as hell. And he's yeah. not, he's, not yeah. he's so smart. Brilliant. Like, he's so, so smart. Fucking smart. Like, just like, I feel like an idiot when I, I'm like, wow, maybe I'm an idiot. <laughs> and LP is just, production-wise, is, is just untouchable right now. I yeah, mean, talk about peaking. Great MC. But man, on this record, as far as production, like ooh yeah. la la, single, like single oh, of the year. Song of the year. Yeah, it's, for it's sure. Hands like, down, I don't even got to think about it. You hear that fucking, like that, that Gangstar sample, oh. you know, I'm just like, what the fuck? And you hear like the piano. Oh. Like at first you hear Yankee and the Brave, you're like, how's it going to get any better than this? And then that, 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 that minor chord comes in and then that beat, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, this is. This is it. Mm -hmm. It's already on its way, and it it blew three away. Uh, and I th I think one is is the. Yeah, listen, pound for pound, we have to accept that this is one of the greatest hip hop groups of all time. They Definitely. they made four perfect albums, which was the they're goal. right up there. Which is the goal? That's what they wanted to do. You know, they said they're right up there. Yeah, and these are two guys who've been at it like in their own ways for such a long time, and 100%. to see them. Like to see them find each other from yeah. like all these sides of the hip hop world and continue to bring the best out of each other is just like it's what real partnership is about. You see, like when they're performing, like they're you know hive mind man. They've really achieved something special. And even aside of the hip hop aspect of them, they are like the most punk group right yeah. now too. I mean, yeah. 
there's an element of it that they don't really, uh, uh, you know, uh, abide by any like standards of hip hop that they need to. They go off the wall, like in every kind of lyrically, and 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 their beats are different than everybody else. Like they just they're kind of some punk about them. And, and the live performance too, like seeing them live um, on the second record um, at the Highline Ballroom, uh, it was like watching a punk wow. show. Yeah, it was like watching a, a punk show. Uh, so for 70 minutes, the, the crowd part, it was like watching Idols. Like when I saw Idols, I was like, okay, these guys have this whole crowd in a frenzy. Same thing watching Run the Jewels in this like tiny place. I'm like, it was just 70 minutes of energy and uh just man. yeah their songs are aggro man like yeah. they are really just like and they're the only group that can get lazy ass zach de la rocha to get off his <laughs> ass <laughs> that's the music that is true. and that I song mean, is punk as hell too look at all these slave masters posing on your dollars oh, that's right true. look at all these Thank slave you. masters posing on your dollar that's a punk. hard line yeah. that's a hard fucking and 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 uh, Zach would go to LP's house when Rage broke up. Yes, because he yeah, yeah. he wanted he wanted LP to like make a record with him, and which never happened. I, I who like oh, what did he do? Something. That guy don't do nothing, man. Like, what is he that doing? was like the thing after Rage broke up was like, oh, Zach's gonna put out a hip hop record yeah. that just never materialized. Never I didn't know he was trying to do that with LP. Like his rage money. The, the, those those checks from like music and then uh, killing in the name of like from like, music beds on radio must be killing it. Yeah, that you, guy, get that guy, you get that that mailbox money. So all right, so that's my number three. So what's your number three, Lang? Uh, well, I went before you. Oh, so yeah, so you're. Uh, oh. That was your number three, and that's I know my... what your number two, and I know what your number one is. Oh, okay. So Jake, your number two. Number two, Alfredo. Okay. Uh, Freddie the Gibbs Alchemist, the man. This is like, to even put it at number two feels weird. Last year, my uh, bandana was my number one. The year before that, Fetty was my number one, and Freddie was up in the top ten as well. Gibbs is so consistent. He is so it's like it's like watching Les Claypool play bass. It's like, man, this guy, <laughs> like, did he make a deal with the devil to just be able to just fling this shit out there? And, uh, you know, the Alchemist has been really active with a lot of different, you know, artists and stuff. So to see them come back to the Fetty formula where it's just the two of them and whatever guests they were going to have. I mean, 1985, that opening track is such a fucking ripper introduction. And... It's, it's, I mean, it continues his consistent stride of top level quality. And uh, dude has the best IG stories. He does have the best IG stories. The best. Um, but that Benny track is my favorite. I thought that Benny feature, that song is really, really good. Um, and also like a Grammy nominated. Well deserved, man. Like, uh, the, he's putting out just incredible stuff. I'm yeah, glad to see him he, get any kind of recognition. I mean, you know, what's the what's a Grammy worth these days anyway? I don't know, nothing really. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> fifty. Fuck a Grammy. Uh, so that was yeah. your number two. So Lang, no, number two. You, you already gave your number two. All right. So my number two was Run the Jewels Four. Okay. Now my number one is going to be Sam's number two. Okay. So how do we do this? Right. I already know you. So then I'll, 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 oh, so then I'll, I'll do. This romance is beautiful. I'm guessing. Guys. I'm, I'm feeling feelings right now. <laughs> watching you guys. 
Oh, no. I No, it has to be then. So, all right. So, I'll, I'll do my number two, which is Lord Goat, Final Expenses. Is that your number one? Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we knew it. Our buddy, Mitchell, a.k.a. Uh, Gore-Tex, a.k.a. Lord Goat, friend of the show, you know, was on the Slayer episode, was on the Maiden episode, um, put out a record with Stu Bangas this year. And Stu... And their style, Ill, Ill Bill and, and Gore-Tex, uh, you know, Lord Goat's style work so well together because his, his beats sound like just these like little loops. Like, yeah, they're like loops from like horror movies or something. Uh, he it, just, it's just so like, it, it, it's... Yeah, Yo, you know what? You know when you, you're scratching your dog and they're just so into it? Like their leg is shaking. Yeah, their leg is shaking, yeah. That, like, that's what Stu Bangers and Goat like yeah did for me this record this like, record just, this record hit everything this is exactly the record that i wanted him to make and i'm glad he yes. did the features were great uh oh my god he has apathy but like his lyrical content like i told him john stamos was like my favorite song bill, bill. Record, uh that Damn, i know dude. right no, hey for an old new york old new york head like he hits all the old references you'd be yeah. hearing on like Channel Nine and Channel Eleven news from when you was a kid. Like it's just I tell him he, I tell him his style is like turning like the channel in like nineteen eighty nine because the shit yeah. he says like he'll talk about Tawana Brawley then he'll no, talk crazy. about like Lee. I'm waiting for Lloyd Lindsay Young to come on and have <laughs> the weather report. Yeah, yes. for real. Yo, for you know real. Yeah, yeah. I, I, he. Yeah, maybe, you know, because he was like, oh, you know, not a lot of people get the shit that I say. And I'm like, oh. yeah, but the people that do, fucking Really fuck. appreciate it. And I yeah. told him, because he, he explained to me the John Stamos thing, because uh, <laughs> his his friend used to blow, his friend's mom used to blow Lee Mazzilli. So he mentioned it in a song. <laughs> and uh, he funny. was like, he was like, yeah, it was like the old friend of mine and he said that his friend hit him up at like three in the morning one day and he saw the message after the record came out and he's like oh boy here we go <laughs> no, like, just the name lee mazzilli makes me laugh i was about like, to seriously. say the same thing i don't know who that is i just heard hey he's only a blowing lee mazzilli oh it's he's his a, old met player yeah he's an old met outfielder or something no, i think he yeah. might have been first Yo. base met player yeah i don't mean to be stepping on your number two because it's number one but i'm just so gassed up on it because when when run the jewels came out i'm like that's the best album i'm gonna hear this year and then when and when go put out this album i was like oh my god you know i got a new number one right here but like uh i'm just so happy for him because it's 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 a perfect record it, it, it's, it's so bad. good it's completely gutter and it's true to his form um but cool so uh i have my number one left jake give me your number one album hip-hop album of the year i don't know if you guys went through this at all making your lists but i, I agree with both of you that there was just so much Too to much, consider yeah. so the last like ever since you asked you know, invited me to be on and thank you you know it's uh, again a, a blast just like last time uh i really wanted to give all of the contenders like a proper listen like the ones that i listened yeah, yeah. to a million times i yeah. wanted to listen again Yep. And the ones that, you know, were left, you know, on, on deck, I wanted to bring up and check out. And what it did was it, it didn't really show me what my, I knew what my favorites were, but I had to place the order a lot. And I kind of surprised myself with number one, 
but no album this year screamed instant classic to me like Conway the Machine from King to a God, man. That that's my number one. Like I I I traditionally liked Benny's records, West Side Guns records better. Um even you know some of the Griselda adjacents like Stash Lomain and whatnot, but uh it's just so grimy, yep. so dark. Yeah. Uh, everything about it. it I'm, I'm speechless because it's lemon. so traditional. Come on, lemon. It's so traditional. It's so traditional, but so, it's so new sounding. It's so. It's just like I, you hear yeah. it, and I'm just like, oh, this is a perfect record. This is this is this this is spotless. This is every moment is not wasted. Just when you feel like one vibe is 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 lasting for too many songs he'll throw in like something uh, he'll pick up the pace or he'll slow it down it's just everything about this record was it's perfectly his, executed it's his best record i think definitely a hundred a hundred it puts him at a whole new level for me yeah. like it's so good and also i gotta mention too like last week they put out a deluxe version of that album with an extra five tracks on it uh you guys I catch that, that? No, I yeah. did not. Yeah, really and a couple. Looking forward to that. There's some real good shit on there. There's a track Roy, Raw Oysters in particular that's that's phenomenal. But yeah, there's five other songs. Last week it came out. Last Friday, yeah, I, think I got he it. Put out another feet. album like, this year too. Well, mm-hmm. he did. Uh, no one mourns the wicked, and then that album Lulu with the Alchemist. Lulu, Lulu. that's the one I remember. Lulu. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he was busy. He felt like all those cats, you know. Yeah, yeah, upstate um, New York, man. Ridiculous. They got nothing going on but the snow, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you're, you're old. Up. Um, so that brings me to my number one. Uh, we had him on as a guest, and it was a white whale guest for me. But the R.A. the Rugged Man record, Hero, uh, well, My Heroes Are Dead. Too. From beginning to end, uh, somehow, I mean, the last record, Legends Never Die, was one of the best hip-hop records I ever heard in my life. And somehow he managed to top that. Um, everything that he did on it, um, the hooks were so smart. Um, just ev- everything, like every song on this, like is just so fucking mind-blowingly good. I can't even yeah. understand how he put together this record. Um, but it's just uh, a goddamn fucking masterpiece. Great features on it too, man. This Great features. Inspected deck. I track with Inspected deck with the Ed Koch. NY. Yeah, you can't. Ed Koch, New York. Um, the song Wondering, which was great because it's like here you are taking this production chance with like a, a guitar kind of like loop with a singer, but then the the, the lyrical content was so heavy about like uh, an OD. Um, also about uh, a rape, uh, all yeah. these things that, that like, and that's what he shot the video for. Um, with, that, that I was at with uh, James, you know, uh, Bill Paxton's son. I was like, holy shit, Bill Paxton's son. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, just very. There's a lot of deep stuff, very personal stuff on this record. That it's, it's really his best, his best like complete work as an yeah. album. Like, yeah in his career yeah, and, his and that track with, to talk with about afro that, yeah. that track with afro that yeah i mean yo i mean the rhymes on that how fast <laughs> it's it's how a, fast it, it's like when it's like when like uh you know like steve vi decides to do like a solo like certain things you are remember, like that. remember when eminem did that track with, with with logic yeah and it was ridiculous and it was yeah. like blah, 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 blah. like i'm like oh my god 
it's a I, I, it's a flex it's not even human it's a flex not even human it's a flex track for sure it's like one of those things <laughs> you know it's like it's like like a guitar solo it's like all right i'm gonna play yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. i'm gonna play eruption yeah yeah you know but uh cool man so man what a long show <laughs> I know. We've been here for four hours. My it's like a telethon, guys. My, yeah, it's it's a telethon. Uh, you know, I'm not hating the Zoom thing, so maybe we should release it in like segments of like. Uh, I think topics. Gonna, I think I'm gonna do the movie and the TV portion, and then the the music. Portion. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, some people um, probably might have no interest in our ramblings on everything. Yeah, um, and man, whenever you want to come back, Jake, whatever you want to talk. Yeah, about. dude. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's been great Absolutely. talking to you guys about hip hop. I don't get enough Here, of it. Yeah. And I'll see you for Halloween Kills, Sam. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, we, we might have to deep dive that one after we watch it. Yeah, oh, man. Clear yourself so, 24 hours. <laughs> I have a friend, a friend of the show, Rob Link. He went to one of the screenings, you know, like the, 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 the shit that they fucking put out. Like, you know, it's like, you know, every now and then they'll invite like a handful of people. It's like, oh, yeah go to this and you kind of know what it is but you th you know so he he saw like the two and a half hour cut and he was like it's amazing he's like it's yeah, everything i've heard about it much like the first one every little nugget of info i'm getting about it just sounds like wow you guys just know how to make every right decision like yeah. it just i'm really hyped for it okay nice i can't wait cool yo jake uh, thank well, thanks you. guys appreciate it i'm down man thank you. Thank you.